In this episode of the Rebel Entrepreneur Coaching Series, there are adult themes and swear words. So please be careful. If you're listening to this in your car with your kids in the back seat, maybe listen to a different episode and come back to this one. Adult content is coming up. There are incredibly key moments in your business where you've worked to produce a product, where you've set things up, where you've put all your energy into building something and then you launch it. You put it out into the world to be judged by other humans who will vote with dollars, pounds, and money on whether or not they think you should be successful. And these moments can either lift us or can either shake us down. And let's find out what happened with Jamie's Kickstarter, which launched in between the last episode and this episode. The extraordinary belongs to those that create it. Rebelling against business plans and debt, rebelling against what society expects of us to build cool businesses, make money, have fun and do good. Let's create something extraordinary together. Welcome to The Rebel Entrepreneur. Jamie, welcome back to the show. We're five days after the Kickstarter launch, or maybe it's six days after the Kickstarter launch. And I have loved, I have been lucky enough to have real-time updates where you've been sending me messages via WhatsApp saying what's been going on. And what a journey this has been. What a journey. Yeah. So remember, like, was it last time when I was like, ooh, I should change the amount because you just want to get funded. And then like, and I was at 3000 and I changed it down to 2500 And then I was even, I had talked to another friend. He's like, you should put it lower because you don't want to like not get funded. And I'm like, you're right. Uh, well, I'm glad I stayed at 2500 Well, this is an interesting debate. This is a fascinating debate because we were arguing, like, I was just like, just leave it at three grand. Three grand in Canadian is not a lot of money. It'll be fine. And we ended up going two and a half, splitting the difference and we were worried about it. And the actions from last time, uh, the three things you committed to were writing to everybody again and telling them about the launch, emailing the real life human friends and asking them to share it and adding in that extra reward level. Were you able to get those things done before launch or on launch day? Yes. So I uh, I was able to rate my human friends, the ones I know in real life. I added <laughs> two more levels. I changed the you are the victim from 200 to 250 and i added to be in the comic because there's two other like clients who are who are going to be in the comic i added 10 commissions digital i added some marker sketches and there was uh, what i added to as well is um there was comic there was comic with signature for five bucks more there was comic with print there was comic with print signed for five bucks more and those were on my levels. And as I mentioned very quickly, without a big fanfare, but here we go. Do, 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 do. I made my funding. Not only that, I made it in 15 hours. <laughs> on the first day. And <laughs> it was a roller coaster of emotions. I was sending you WhatsApp. I look at my WhatsApp and there's like all these voicemails just from me. I'm like, see, annoyed. Uh, who cares? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, I have to tell you, I, like this constant like running. I'm like, our time zones are different too. So I'm like, just have to tell him all the things. So yeah, that was super exciting. I had I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, I want to relive that again because I'm feeling down right now, which we'll go into. I couldn't believe it. Honestly, I really didn't think I'd make it. I, I really didn't think I would make funding for this whole Kickstarter and that at the end I'd be scrambling and I made it in the first day. And now today, six days later, so my original was 2,500. If I look at my dashboard, I am 146% funded at 3,652 wow. with 83 backers. That's an average pledge of $44 pill. Exactly. So that's my current situation. That is incredible. So for those of you listening, have a listen to the WhatsApp messages that Jamie sent me from the first day. You can feel the energy and the joy from hitting those figures and it is incredible when something goes well, the buzz of those sales and the different things. And when I've launched products and launched services, sometimes you don't get that feeling because no one buys. And sometimes you get that feeling and they're coming in and you're like, ah, it's working. We've made the money. And it is an incredible buzz. So that first day, have a listen to these few messages. Morning, Alan. I just hit the big launch button. 
and I've been spending the last 20 minutes just writing emails. And uh, now I'm going to keep going and doing that. <laughs> Yay! I promised myself I wouldn't refresh all day, and I won't because I actually have to work in 15 minutes. But it hasn't even been up for an hour. And I already have $400 of my $2,500 goal. What the fuck? One hour in, and I just broke the $500 mark. Okay, I really have to get to work, so I'm going to not look at my Kickstarter anymore for at least two hours, I promise. But it's been up for an hour and 20 minutes, and I am 25% funded. So I just wanted to share that. Goodbye. I just passed the $1,000 mark. I'm 40% funded. Are you annoyed with these live updates? You haven't even read them yet. You haven't even woken up. I'm just blowing up your phone. I'm really glad I didn't change my my pledge. Oh my God, I'm losing English. I'm really glad I didn't change the funding amount to lower because I'm already almost there, like halfway. I'm already almost halfway on the first day. Okay, goodbye. I have to go to work now. I don't fucking believe it, Alan. I do not fucking believe it. I'm about to go to bed. And guess what I see on my Kickstarter page? I'm 100% funded. On the first fucking day. How am I supposed to sleep? I'm so tired. <laughs> but I'm not going to be able to sleep now. Ugh, I'm out of words. I have none. I have no words. Anyways, that's all. I'm going to try and go to bed now. It's not going to happen. So Jamie, like, run me through that first day. What? happened like how did you feel because you've done all of this work and then launched it like this has been a journey it has been quite a journey in fact i'm looking on like episode 10 like oh, episode 10 now we're here um <laughs> you know like it seems like it seems like it took a while to finally get to the launch so it seems so long ago when i launched a lot has happened alan in my life since then I woke up, well, I, I, I some, did I wake up that morning to work out? No, I didn't. I, I woke up early and then I decided I was going to launch at eight and then start sending emails. So I launched at eight and then I just started writing all the real life humans I knew and just remind them I launched, I launched within the first two hours, all three of the be in the comic levels were gone. That's incredible. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Then it was all, I'll, I'll just... I don't know. There's too many things. I was so excited. I was trying to work. I kept going to Kickstarter and refreshing. Of course, I couldn't work that day. It was crazy. Sorry if my boss is listening. I hope he's not because I talk about work a lot. Yeah, I I was too, it was too overwhelming. I was trying so hard to like focus and I would do a bit of work and then I just, I'm just like, just let me just refresh once. So forget it. You're going to refresh all the time when you do launch your Kickstarter. It's just going to happen. And I kept refreshing mm -hmm. and like the last pledge like I launched at eight and I was falling asleep around like 10, 30, 11, full of excitement. And the last pledge came in then a friend pledged to get me over the edge and I made it at the end of the first day. So yeah, that's really cool. It's really cool. <laughs> and I think, so I don't know how the algorithm works. So my project, wait, did I tell you my project is the projects we love? I think I mentioned that. Yes. Yeah. And so that puts it on the first page of people who are into that kind of stuff. So if you're browsing comics, it'll show up. Now there's, you're going to go and I, I'm not Kickstarter. I'm like, there's a lot of projects we love, but obviously not every project is. So it is higher. And it's funny, I was helping my parents pledge. So I was kind of screen sharing with them to show them how to sign in. And since it's definitely not my computer, you know, it's it's their computer and I'm watching their, they click on the comic section and they scroll down and I see mine. I'm like, oh shit, I am showing up on the first page of someone who has never been on Kickstarter, who has no comic history, you know? So I was like, okay, the algorithm's doing something good. And when I would get pledges of people I didn't know, that would be, I was like, this is so cool. Someone I don't know has bought my comic, like, so that was cool. And even like someone I have no idea who it is got like an $80 commission. I'm like, oh, thanks, dude. Like you obviously, I don't know if these are like angel investors, you know, like who are, like, did they really like my work that much? They're like, yeah, I got to have a commission. Like, I don't know. Okay. So that's the excitement. Every God, it, I made my Kickstarter. Whoa. You know, like, it's so great. I'm going to get to finish this comic and print it. Now let us just breathe. Everybody together. <sighs> Perfect. Okay. Back down to earth. Um, Every comic, you know, requires printing and shipping. So that amount, you know, people see it and I don't think they get it either. Some people are like, oh my God, you know, and it's like, this is not profit, right? Like this is the, mm -hmm. what people have pledged to make this. And I calculated, you know, beforehand that my numbers and like, if I had done 
1500 I think I would have just printed the comic and shipped it. So it would have been great. I got this thing out of the world. I didn't have to pay for it. Sweet. So I'm like, okay, is every penny over that profit? No, of course not. No. Because, not at all. <laughs> because you had to print and ship more comics. Like, it's not this magic thing. Like, And my lowest pledge amount is $16 Canadian. So that's a comic, a printed comic, shipping included to Canada and the States, not international. So I'm really making only like three, four dollars profit on those. So the thing that's really bringing in most of the money was those higher pledges. So the, the commissions, the digital commissions, because I mean, it's my time, but it doesn't cost anything more. Mm-hmm. You'd be in the comic were big ones. Actually, you know, what? let's look over here at the analytics. So I don't know all what everything means here, but I have like 18% pledge via Kickstarter. I believe those are people who found me on Kickstarter. And they pledge right away. 77% via external refers. So that's like my social media. That's an email link, that kind of thing. That shows the marketing you did worked. I guess so, yeah. And I think this is the biggest mistake people make is when they put a Kickstarter out there, they think Kickstarter is going to bring all the clients. And that just doesn't happen. So Jamie, 18% has come through the algorithm. And we were a chosen like, project we love. That's 18%. So yes, and nearly that, everything Jamie has created has come through her work. Yeah. And then there's this one that's like 3% via custom refers. And I have no idea what that means, to be perfectly honest. I suppose I should have looked it up before. I think it probably means that one of their customers has then referred you to someone else. They've shared the product. Oh, so there's probably a share button. So I would assume they would be able to attract that. And that's probably what that means. We'd need to check, but that would be my guess. And then like there's analytics that say, you know, where it was from. So there's people who clicked on my Twitter link, email from Kickstarter, Instagram. So that's like my Instagram profile, direct traffic, no refers. So I guess that's like me sending the link to people. Yeah. And they click directly from an email and then Kickstarter has no idea where that came from because it's just a direct link. So that, that would primarily be your emails, your messaging. Yeah, I know I I wrote most people on Facebook Messenger, but I think because it wasn't on a page, it was in the Messenger app and it was the link to the thing. So for there, that was half of my pledges are just friends from Facebook. And listen to this, half of my pledges is 49%, 29 people for a total of $1,820.29. So there's a lot of things to talk about here. But let's enjoy like, ooh, you know, so many things to look at. And uh, there's one thing that I don't agree. Okay, so it says project followers, 115, converted followers, 21, conversion rate, 18%. But I didn't have 115 project followers. I only had like 30. So I don't know where they're getting that 115 number from. Um, Here's an interesting metric. Project video plays. 217 people played the video but only 42% watched it all the way through. Now, at the end of my video, I gave a link to a free erotic comic uh, that I, I had done, and quite a lot of people downloaded it. But it means, because uh, I would get you know, notifications that people got it. And I was like, oh, neato. But you know, if you didn't watch it all the way through, you didn't get it. So <laughs> <laughs> I've got a tip for that. So oh, yeah. I was actually doing an episode yesterday, which will come out in the future about YouTube. And in terms of marketing, if you've got a video you need to give a reason why people should watch to the end. Mm. So the next time we do this, it's saying almost within the first five or 10 seconds, enjoy the video and watch out for the special offer at the end. Oh, yeah. Of course, it was just a gift, right? But uh, but I'll definitely... Mm. Well, it's still... It, but it's a gift. You're it's giving true. something of value. And I think that's a really key bit to get people to watch the whole thing to stay on the page and engage with you. That's true. And if they didn't back the Kickstarter, they still have something of mine to be in their mind. Oh, okay. Good one, Alan. Exactly. And then you stay with them. Yeah. It's next time, but this is the learning. And I think actually I've already written down four or five points that I've learned from what you have just said. And what I would love to do is for us to get a little document going that says, here's what we've learned for next Kickstarter. Mm -hmm. Do these things. Yeah. Um, Because there are some incredible clues that we can go harder on the next time. So that's awesome. And I can see every single person who pledged. And um, so, okay, there's so many things to talk about. What do I talk about first? Can I ask a question? Yeah, please. So how many people actually visited the Kickstarter page? Does it tell you how many like overall views of page? No, it doesn't. 
but I put a Google Analytics tracking thingy. Now, I don't understand. Google Analytics is so complicated, and I was trying to watch a YouTube video before this, and I'm like, nope, too complicated. I'll deal with this later when I have more time. But I do know, <laughs> so it says Google Analytics Home Users Sessions. Do you know what users versus sessions is in Google Analytics? So as far as I'm aware, a user is a unique individual and a session is a period of time on the uh, Okay, page. so I guess some people came so back. So single users might have several sessions. Okay, so there was 723 single users. Now I have some metrics if you wanted to go down this road. Okay, so again, so many things. Let's pause on the that. Okay, so 723 people saw my page. I mean, we can talk about like bounce rate, like there's an 82.73% bounce rate. I don't know if that's good or bad, to be perfectly honest. Session duration, a minute 35. I think the key thing here, which is great, a minute 35 is fantastic. That's a hugely long time for someone to be on a web page. That's watching the video. That's looking at the different levels. That's reading some of the stuff. That's fantastic. I think the key bit that I'd love you to get and the audience to get here is at the very highest level, the work that Jamie has done has brought in 723 people to the page. So all of those messages, Facebook messages, emails, sharing on media, like that probably reached thousands and thousands of people. Then that goes down to 723 people reach the page. That goes down to how many people watch the video. And then that goes down to 83 people backed it. So the next time we're doing this, like if we can increase the numbers, so instead of, let's say, we get 723 people visiting the page, the next time if we can get 2,000 people visiting the page and maintain the conversion rate, suddenly we've got nearly 200 backers. But that gives you some metrics to understand the differences. And then the next time we do this, we can start to look at what can I do at the very top to generate more traffic? Are they still coming to the page? Is the page engaging and am I getting backers? And then we can tweak the process to become better as we go. But until you've done it, you don't really know. You can get rough numbers for what's good on the internet, for the industry, that sort of stuff. But now you've got real numbers. Now we can start to look at it. And actually, like you're going to get a better conversion rate to start with because it's people who have been told about what you're doing and connecting with you. So over the next probably 20 days of the campaign, because we've got 24 days left, that conversion rate's probably going to go down. However, by the end of it, we'll get a realistic picture of what we can expect with a Kickstarter campaign that we can then tweak the next one and work on it. Because I'm assuming, like, this has been so successful. I'm assuming this won't be your one and only comic book and you're going to retire. Although, let's wait until you've actually finished creating it, printing it, before you decide if you want to do the next one or not. Uh, yeah, so many things to talk about, yes. So we did an experiment, you and I, because you're really into getting paid before you put out the product. So you're using that on me for a Kickstarter. And there are Kickstarters that aren't, because I do see a lot of people in there like risks and they're like, no risk, it's all done. And I'm like, oh, lots of risks, it's not done. <laughs> so, you know, when I, I did I change my risks up and I made that clear in the project, I made it clear a few times. So people should know. And then I looked at some people who had like, I mean, I looked at tons of projects and I, I back a lot of projects too, because I love comics, but also, you know, it's good karma, I think, to like back other people, even at a lower level. Okay. Let's talk about, I should have written, like, my brain is everywhere. Let's first talk about the thing that I really want to talk about is that most of this was done by friends and family. That's fantastic. That There's nothing wrong with that. If I made a career off of people who love me paying me, that's fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. But if a first Kickstarter is a special thing and people want to come out and support you. It's a first thing. Jamie's putting out her comic. This is amazing. I had friends give me money with no pledge. You know, I had friends buy a low tier and pay me a hundred bucks, you know, like it was wonderful. I'm just so floored by the love and support that I received. I thanked everyone, obviously individually, but like, it was just overwhelming. I cried a lot. It was beautiful. That will never happen again. And that's okay. Because a Kickstarter is also about getting new followers. And now that I am funded, I'm a projects we love, I am getting new followers. And I want the next one to be, you know, a lot of new followers. But that being said, like the amount of generosity that I received was huge. And it's, I mean, I look, I don't know, I have a lot of really close friendships 
when I meet people, I'm very open and honest. And I have a lot of, like, I'm just saying this because like, when I look at people that I reached out to, there are people who are like old colleagues, people that I met at like a convention. Like there's so many people that backed me, were excited to back me that like it overwhelmed me. And then I'm like, oh my God, these people like really love me. They love me. They really love me. So it is wonderful. It is wonderful to know that like, if you're a good person and you like make real genuine connections, people will support the projects you do. But I I just know that this is the first one and I'm not going to have people like throwing a hundred bucks at me every three months. You know, if I do a Kickstarter every three months, I see your mouth moving and I'll let you talk. I'm going to stop talking for a little bit. Okay. So, uh, number one, I would actually go through that list of 83 backers and go, how many people don't I know? Because at the moment you're saying most, and I'm assuming you don't have an exact number for how many people are people you know versus how many people are unreal. You're right. I don't have an exact number of them. And it's so easy to figure it out. It's only 80 people. I can write it down. But I can just see from the numbers that like 50% of my funding came from links that I had shared with friends. So we can, we can even without counting, we can see that 50% of the amount of dollars came from people that I knew directly. Yes, but we don't know whether that was Instagram people you didn't know because you messaged a whole host of those. We don't know whether it was Facebook rough friends as opposed to close friends. Like, So here's what's happening. Your brain is going, I've been incredibly successful, but this will never happen again in the future. And here's all the reasons. And it's looking for the negative. Yeah. And I've had this discussion so many times with people. My brain will always look for the positives because I've trained it to do that. Never used to. It's been a long time coming. But I would go, well, okay, so at least 50%, maybe 60% of people don't have a clue who I am. That's the backers. So this is incredible. I've got 60% of people who have bought something and they don't, no, they're not related to me. They're not doing it because I forced them to. They're doing it because they wanted to and they back me. I can take that 60%, I can turn them into raving fans. And then next time, I, they'll work with me to spread it and we'll reach a whole bunch of new fans. Like I see this as an incredible positive and a huge first step into you getting out there. And the family and friends, like they will get your new artwork and your comic book. And if they love it, they're going to support you next time as well. If they get value out of it and they love reading the comic, they're going to buy one next time. And they might not buy the super level or whatever it is, but they will support it if they love it. And you're on a huge way to building the followership you need for the next comic if you want. And I think all your brain is trying to do is kill you. That's what brains do quite often is they look for the negative. And actually, let me rephrase that slightly. Brains try and protect you and they try and protect you from future failure because it's painful. So your brain is looking at going, yeah, 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 I've been successful this time, but I can't repeat that. And that's trying to protect you from putting yourself out there a second time. And we're back to that. Well, you'll never get out there and launch your stuff again. If we start to sort of write off our success as, oh, it's just because my friends and family backed me, then we're never going to push forward and get to where we want to get to. And I understand this because I've done it. I understand it because my lovely wife, Katie, does it too. Like we've all done it. You mitigate your success with some kind of caveat. And people do this with compliments. You give them a compliment. I find you incredibly attractive. They'll go, oh, it's just the lighting. And it's like, just take the compliment. You're a good looking person. And it's the same thing. You've had an incredibly successful Kickstarter. Yeah, but it was only friends and family. Therefore, it doesn't count. It's like we immediately caveat the compliment, the success with, oh, it was this. Instead of owning it, I created a character. I created a comic book. I put it out there. I've had at least 40 to 50 people that didn't even know me that have backed my campaign. And we're not even, what, 20% of the way through the campaign. That number's going to shift because your family and close people have backed you now. So if we continue the promotion, it will continue to shift towards new people. And by the end of it, you might be 70%, 80% new people. And then you'll be going, oh, wow, I've got enough to go for... Mandy 10 or whatever the next version of the robot story is, or we might change it or whatever it is. This is something for every single person listening to this podcast is stop mitigating the compliments and the success and just focus on what's gone well and push on to the next level. And that's all we can do. 
and you've been incredibly successful, Jamie. Does that, how, how do you feel when I say that to you? I feel good because this kind of feeling of, of uh, focusing on the negative, I'm, I'm literally working on this with my therapist and I wrote her today because I was, I was totally spiraling and she said, why don't you review the cognitive distortions worksheets? And um, I did. And I'm, I mean, I used to have all the cognitive distortions. I guess we all have all of them at some point. But there was this one, and I was like, oh, that's so me. Disqualifying the positive. You reject positive experiences mm-hmm. by insisting they don't count for some reason or another. In this way, you can maintain a negative belief that is contradicted by your everyday experiences. Yeah, that one has my fucking number. And then another one, oh, God, just all of them. Oh, I'm thinking of our generalization. Like, I've got them all. Uh, but that one really, st- I was really discounting the positive things, that feeling like I am working on retraining my brain. Like, I even oh, put, like, on my phone little alarms twice a day. And one of them is, how is this the best thing that ever happened to you, which we had talked about before. And one of them is, how is the obstacle the solution? So those just pop up during the day, ran like, well, it's two, two times a day so that I'm like, whatever I'm feeling, I try and reframe it. So I'm trying to train. Breathe, reframe, refocus, go forward. Yeah. So this is one of my reflections. Actually, the business stuff is pretty easy, Jamie, but your art is great. The business stuff, let's decide the levels, pick some pricing. It's roughly this. We'll get it printed here. We'll do that. We'll put it on the Kickstarter. The business stuff is quite straight. It's the mental side of the game. That's one of the hardest things. And actually, it's the mental side of life that's one of the hardest things. And I remember going years ago to a Tony Robbins workshop, and he said 80% of success is mindset, 20% is knowing what to do. And at the time, I was like, yeah, 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 shut up, Tony. Just tell me what to do. And I didn't understand it. All I wanted was the formula to follow. But the interesting thing is, you can give the formula to follow to everyone. And believe me, I have. Our business has now trained 9,000 people in entrepreneurship, and we've given them all sorts of formulas to follow. And there's a whole bunch that will never do it. They'll never follow it. They'll never do it. They'll tell you everything that's wrong with the ideas. They'll tell you every reason why it won't work. And I've spent so long arguing with them. I have less energy to do it now because I know they're not going to do anything, even if I do defeat all of their counterpoints. Like this young lad comes in, he's like 23, 24. He goes, I'm thinking of launching my business, but I need a loan first. I need this. I need a degree first. So I kind of tell him, well, I don't have a degree. I've defeated one of his things. And he said, well, here's how to do it for free. I've defeated his other one. He says, yeah, but I need a business card. So, well, I've never had a business card. I defeat that. And he throws all these objections up. And no matter how many I whack down, he'll have another one and another one and another one. And for all of us, it's the mindset. It's the mindset. And it's visualizing this thing you want to happen, successful thing you want to happen. You can see it. You can feel it. It's staying positive as you do it and then positively taking actions towards it every day. And most people listening to this will go, that sounds really easy, Alan. Yeah, but I'll tell you what, try it in real life. (laughs) Try staying positive and making action happen every day and not letting these weird random thoughts that come in take you down because they always do. But it's the mindset bit. And I think before we even started this campaign, Jamie, you were telling me of the lull in the middle. Like you'll get the first two days sales and then you'll get the lull in the middle and we have to be prepared for that. And it, it's quite interesting. You've had this hugely successful campaign. If we'd have ended at this figure, you would be over the moon. And it's really fascinating how, and this is me included, please take this the right way. This is all of us, how we can almost think of something as a failure, even when we would have been wildly happy with it before we'd started. So it's the mindset. So what I'd love to do with you is work out how we can stay positive for the next 24 days, how we can do a little bit every day to move it forwards, because what you have achieved is phenomenal. And if we continue to put in energy to it, you will set yourself up so well for the next step and the next step and eventually creating the life you want. I'm in, let's do it. I definitely think that, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My, My brain is working against me. I mean, if I had not made 
my funding in the first few days, but then I made it at the end and I just passed it. I'd be so excited. I'd be, you know, and if it was like a slow drip all the way, but now that I've had a big rush and that now I am already in that dead, like I'm already in the dead zone, day six. And I've so much to say about that. Yeah. My brain is really working against me and I've done a lot in this year. Like Corona has been a really fucking weird year for me and everyone for sure. I'm not like so special. But I, because of the therapist I have, I'm not joking, like she's amazing. No, you can't have her. Because of the things I've gone through and the way that it's made me more resilient, I know that I have learned a lot. I have been able to shift my thinking a lot. But because those neural pathways were ingrained at such a young age, they're so deep, it is taking a very long time to change them to something more positive. So yes, that to me is a huge thing right now because everything's done. Like I'm just following up. You know, one thing that... I won't say I'm having trouble with, you know, it's just time. Writing people I don't know is still difficult and I don't want to sound spammy. So at first it was like, I'm launching a Kickstarter and that was exciting, but I didn't get through all of my followers because there's only so many hours in a day. So I'm doing more now, but by saying, Hey, I have a Kickstarter, it's already funded, but we're doing stretch goals. That seems super salesy. So how do I get people excited on that level? Pause. (laughs) The fact you are saying it in that voice will mean you're not able to do it. (laughs) Um, you go, oh, yes, I've got a Kickstarter. I'm already funded. Give me more money. Well, I, I said it to uh, you. Please like, support me more. I said it to you like that. I, I'm obviously not saying it to them like that. <laughs> but I guarantee that's what you're saying in your head as you're typing the messages is this doesn't sound right. And then you say it in a bad tone. There is a way to say it positively. There is absolutely a way. Like For me, it's it's a success thing. Like I've got this incredible project that I've been working on. Check it out. It's already fully funded and don't miss out on the last few levels. Don't miss out on the last few levels. I'm writing that down. Uh, That's way more positive than I've already got too much money and like I'm a bit embarrassed asking for more. I don't have too much money. I had to pay for shipping on all those projects. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So just like saying like, I'm so excited to share this with you. Like now, Mandy 9 is guaranteed coming to life back it now and you can be involved like this robot is coming to life and i'm also very happy that you're now writing things down whilst we talk this is awesome yeah i like this like bringing people into it thing so i'll say okay things that i've learned from alan that i'm implementing on kickstarter you can write a personal message to your backers and i have written every single one of them and so yes there's some part of it that's generic but i'll see their name What's really cool is most of them I've never backed before because they're like, you know, friends and family. But there's people, obviously my friends and family, I'm not writing on Kickstarter. And I wrote a lot of emails on Kickstarter to people I didn't know. And I said, like, if they got the digital comic, because you, even if you got a higher tier, you for sure got the comic as well. So if they got the digital comic, I'm like, hey, Amanda, thank you so much for backing my Kickstarter uh, and helping me bring this to life. The digital comic is going to be really cool. I know you're going to love it. I'm thinking of doing like a, a live Twitch FAQ. Would you have any questions you wanted to ask me? So that's that's my general statement. And then if they have the printed one, I say basically the same thing, but I can't wait to get the printed copy into your hands. So that's that's that. And um, some people wrote back. <laughs> I wrote back. I wrote everyone. Some people wrote back. Uh, this one guy, I had never... I don't, I, I just treat everybody the same, right? And this one guy writes me and he's like, oh, you know, love it. I'm thinking, you know, I really like your comic. You know, I was thinking of like mentioning it to my backers and I go to his comic and it was one that I was eyeing for a while that I was going to buy, like I was going to back. And he's like the creator of Scout Comics, which if you know comics, it's like an indie brand, but it's still very well known. And they talk about it all the time on the Comics Launch podcast. And I'm like, oh my God, it's that guy. And you know, we'd had a back and forth chatting, you know, again, I wrote everybody. It wasn't that I knew he was good from Scout Comics. He not just retweeted my comic, but he tweeted it and said, here's some cool projects that I'm following. So he tweeted my comic. I can look at the time frame. After he tweeted it, I got two new backers. So for sure it was linked to like him tweeting my comic. So that was amazing. Whoa. Yeah. Then that's amazing. It's super amazing. And then there's other ones that I'm just having conversations with people. Like there was another one that I had eyed as well. And um, it was more about like social issues. So, and I was like, oh, I love your comic. Da, 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 da. And we chatted back and forth. So, and then there was just fans, like people who just liked it. So that alone, like just writing everybody engaging back and forth was one thing that I find is helpful, but it's also, 
you could lose backers. They can never undo, but they can always go down. So it is good to engage people and make sure that they're ha- like, hey, this girl is exciting. And yeah, I'm not going to go down in my pledge. I, I'm happy with, you know, doing this one. So I think that's a good follow up to everything. One of the things you said at the very start of this was that people have bought commissions and they're people you don't know and you don't even know why they funded these commissions. Like, why are you buying this from this random internet lady? I immediately wrote down in my notes, you know, you can ask them. Like, I would be asking them, look, I am just curious. I'm so excited to do this for you. I'm on it. What made you press pledge? What was the thing? And there's some incredible learning to be had there. And I'm always amazed by the number of entrepreneurs I speak to who say, I don't know why this happened, or I don't know why that happened. And it's like, well, ask them, just ask the question, because you you just have no idea sometimes. And there is something to learn for the next project, for the next thing we do. So if you ever catch yourself saying, I don't know, <laughs> ask. Will do, definitely. So I wanted to make a general comment about like, me writing everybody on my follower list and and all that kind of stuff. And, you know, I I only have about on my Instagram, 420 followers. Okay. And I'm always, you know, I'm looking at videos, like how do you get more followers? And I've been in that and everybody, everybody on Instagram, every artist is like, how do I get more followers? And I got my Kickstarter funded with 400 followers. And most of them are not even from Instagram, right? What does that mean? Some of them are, but you know, what does that mean? Well, it means that that follower count is really bullshit. It doesn't matter if you have 10,000 followers, but you don't even show up on their feed. They don't really care. You're just nothing. Like who cares if you have 10,000 followers? So I did do a mindset shift before the Kickstarter, like as uh, with you, like as we started before I launched. And this is when I started writing people individually, my brain just shifted. And I was like, from now on, I'm going to forget about new followers. I'm literally going to forget about trying to get new followers And I'm going to give the best experience to the people who are following me right now. So if I have 100 people, if I have 400 people, whatever, those people are following me. I'm so grateful. They're super special. And I'm going to give them the best experience. And that includes all my friends and family. So I have friends who love my work and they're supporting me. And I treat them like an amazing super fan. You know, I want them to have an amazing experience too. And like when they retweet my work, I'm like, thank you. So I'm just focusing on giving everyone I can the best experience possible. And I want to say a few a few other things that I'm learning with the mindset shift. I know we said don't spend any money on this. And I didn't really. So except I'm always talking about that comics launch podcast. So I backed his um, Patreon. It's $4 a month, but it's totally worth it. Four bucks a month, it's nothing. And he has a whole series, 12 days of the dead zone. And the first three days are just mindset, just talking about mindset. And Like I was really in that deep space. And when I read it, he's going through a lot of things that you're talking about. He's talking about giving gratitude. He's talking about thanking every backer, thanking your mentors, just those first three days. And then the one thing on the first, first, first day of it, the one mindset idea that I'm really trying to focus on, because it's when I feel overwhelmed in everything in my life, this piece of information is really the only thing that gets me through it. And it is focus on what you can control. Because right now I'm getting like zero backers or one a day, you know, and they're small. Like I was like, oh, I'm getting into, okay, I got one and it's somebody I know. So that's cool. But I'm I'm really in the dead zone. And first of all, he's like, try and call it something else. <laughs> so call it like the heart of the, of the <laughs> campaign, call it like the backer appreciation, time, you know, something like that. I like the heart of the campaign. That sounds kind of cool. So yeah, because dead zone zone sounds terrible. And yeah, what what can I control? So I did make a list. I wrote it down. I don't have it in front of me, but essentially I can control my output. Like what do I put out? My updates, you know, I can control the amount of people I talk to. I can control the art that I create, but I can't control who follows me and I can't control who backs my Kickstarter. So when I kind of realize that the amount of people backing it is out of my control, it's like, okay, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like I'll just keep doing all the things that I know how to do And that's it. That's all I can do is to keep making art, posting art and and engaging. So I've been using those two things. The one of treating every person like a super fan who's going to get like my full attention. I don't care who you are. And two is just focus on what I can control. So I've been engaging with people and it's been really fun. 
there's just been a couple of people who are have, like, I'll ask questions on the updates and they write back and just back and forth. And I came up with like a fun thing to help start engage people. I don't know if having, you want to have updates. I don't want to have too many and annoy people. I don't know if having updates actually makes me rise higher or not. I don't know if that helps me with analytics, but it's fun. So I like video, posting videos because it's easy. So one thing I did was say, hey, you know, guys, like, her name is Mandy Nine. My character's Mandy Nine, which kind of instant, you know, makes you think, oh, there was a version one to eight before this. So what do you think that, you know, Mandy number one looked like? And I asked people to answer. And I said, if I get five, you know, responses, I'll I'll post a picture of what she looks like. And I had, you know, two people write, then a third one. And then I just went to people who had engaged with me and I said, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. I really want to hear your opinion. Tell me. And so then they went and wrote and, and shared their opinion. And what I was going to do was not half as good as what other people's ideas were. And they inspired me. So I changed <laughs> what it was. I changed the Mandy backstory to something really cool and uh, and posted. I'm going to keep posting those because I don't know. I just want to give people the gift of art at, since they backed me. And I think, you know, it's nice you back a Kickstarter and they tell you when it's going to get printed and they tell you like, okay, we're doing good work, you know, but imagine that they're also talking to you and getting your opinion and drawing things that you ask them to. Personally, I would love that. I think that's cool. I think it's completely cool. It is so cool. And actually the lesson you've learned with the focusing on what you can control, that is one of the biggest lessons in life. Because when we run the Rebel Business School events, you would not believe the number of people who come to me and say, the economy is not doing well, therefore I can't launch my business. The government is doing this. The local council is doing this. In the news, they're doing this. And they will list all of these things that are completely outside of their control as reasons why they can't start. And I'm going, well, like, just do what you can do. That's all life is. And it's amazing. The people who do what they can do, like, this will sound weird, Jamie, but it's so true. The thing I've discovered over the last five or six years is the percentage of people who can actually make things happen is minuscule. The percentage of people who can take daily action is tiny. People don't do it and they'll talk about stuff and they will focus on the news. They'll focus on all these other things. I don't watch any news. I don't read any news. People look at me and go, well, Alan, how do you know what's going on in the world? I don't care. I create my own world. <laughs> I do my own thing. You know, if something big happens like coronavirus, people will tell me. And I will then look up some stuff and read some bits because it's safe to. But in general, I focus on building my own world. And that, the lesson you have learned and you're applying now, is the thing that's going to make the difference for you. So over the coming 24 days of the campaign left, we need to focus on what you can do. And what you can do, we've not even messaged all your Instagram followers yet. We've not even started on your Twitter followers. Like we've not even messaged those lot. We haven't engaged. Like There's a whole bunch of marketing we can do. And my question for you, just whilst we're here, are you still doing 20 to 30 messages a day to the Instagram, Twitter people that you don't know? Yeah, I am mostly. Like There was a couple of days when I was very, very busy and I couldn't. And I'll tell you, I, today I opened up all my like 30 tabs to do it. And I was having a lot of anxiety because I did it the other day. And I was like, I'm not happy with what I wrote. Although I did get a sale, so I don't know because it took to me. And I was feeling anxiety. I'm like, how do I do this now? And I realized that, well, I keep telling, another thing I keep telling myself from you is whatever I don't feel like doing is definitely what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> so if I don't feel like writing those people. That's the thing. 100% got to be doing it. <laughs> so I realized, so I, you know, I talk about my routine a lot. So I wake up, I journal, and then I work out. So I've decided that I wake up. Sometimes I haven't been journaling during this because my time has been so limited, but I'll do, it's either like 30 minutes or 30 people, depending on what comes first. And I just get it over with because I hate it. <laughs> and when it's done, it's done. It's not really that bad. I don't hate like talking to people, but I hate talking to strangers. This causes a lot of anxiety. It makes me nerve wracked. So I just get it over with right away in the morning and then it's done. So yeah, I'm doing it. I did take a few days off because I didn't know what to write, but now I am back on board. Excellent. Because the number of sales that come in will be directly related to the amount of sales activity you do. And I know that shouldn't be breaking news to the world. Mm. <laughs> if I don't go out and sell, I don't get any sales. But it took me, I don't know, five years to work that out. Mm -hmm. 
I sat there going, why isn't business coming to me? And then I would do some sales work, win some business, and then stop. And then the business would dry up. And it's directly related. So if we're selling every day, sales will trickle in. If we stop for a few days, it stops. Yeah. I guess I feel bad because I'm not posting on social media a lot. Like some people are always posting on social media, posting this, posting that. And I'm like, well, isn't it better that I write people one-on-one? You know, like I do need to to do the social media posts and keep those people engaged and seen after and all that. But I think that like my, co- like I'm always calling it covert marketing because it's not in everyone's face, you know? And uh, it, it's actually more important than how many times you're posting a day on your Instagram. It's like how many actual people you're contacting. And then as we said before, when I contact them and we engage, you know, on the messages, I show up higher in their feed anyway. So it all it all works out. So I do think that 10 to 15% of your time should be spent on pushing some messages out into the world. And 85% should be spent on individual communication where you are at the moment with your business. Right. We still need to share those messages out in the world. The people following you still need to see that it's going on. If you post, we've launched, we've launched, and there's two exciting posts, and then they hear nothing from you for two weeks, they're going to forget it exists. Whereas if you kind of go a week out, like we're 100%, 50%, this is incredible. Thank you to everyone. You're amazing. There are a few levels left if you still want to get involved whilst you can. And like a big thank you to people and tag some of the people you want to thank for sharing it and friends and stuff. And a big thank you. Like that's an incredible post to make. And people will be proud to be part of your success. And success begets success. Sales begets sales. The best time to get a sale is when you've just got a sale because you're buzzing. If you go a few days without a sale, you lose your nerve. It's a bit like, it's a bit like sport. If you score a couple of points early on, like if you score a goal in soccer or if you, whatever your sport is, you hit a hole in one in golf or whatever, you're buzzing, your confidence is up and it goes well from there on. So the best time to do it is like the next time you get a sale, send 10 messages immediately afterwards because you're buzzing and you'll have that positivity and use that energy and focus on pushing out there and getting out there. So I think like don't completely forget the sharing the messages and the what you're doing, because there is value in that. There is value. Yeah, definitely. But I, I, it's good to say that 10 to 15, yes, I will definitely do it, but it makes me feel okay that I'm only doing once a day, or once every two days that, but I am contacting people every day. That's perfect. Yeah. And I'm putting a lot of energy into the current backers, just like, because they deserve more attention. They backed my comic. I want to give them the best a whole experience. And I was thinking about that too, this is now, can we do more like Kickstarter insights that I've had? You know, the things that went first were the high ticket items and the things that got me over the edge were the high ticket items. So for me, from now on, like a Kickstarter, because who's going to pay like $30 for a comic, right? Nobody except on Kickstarter, because the whole thing is about this fun event. And of course, this is my first one. So how will I make the next one a fun event as well? But that's it. There has to be these levels that you're giving people that they would never, ever be able to buy ever anywhere else. And the discounted commissions is great. Being in the comic. Okay. Can I tell you a story? So one of my friends Mm -hmm. shared it on Facebook. I saw her share the post and I saw like this backer. I'm like, that name looks so familiar. And I didn't write them right away. I was trying to figure out, I'm like, "Mm, I'm not, who is this person? How do I know them? And my friend wrote me and she said, oh, my cousin, you know, wanted me to ask you when your next Kickstarter is going to be because he wanted one of the highest levels, but he didn't get it. And I'm like, that's who that is. (laughs) See, he got a a marker sketch and he paid 70, like more than the cost for it. And so I wrote him and I'm like, hey, your name, (laughs) John, you know, his his name's not John, obviously. Uh, Hey, John, you're my friend's cousin, like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Like, thank you so much for backing. She told me that, you know, you missed out on one of the higher levels. Which one did you want? Um, If you wanted a higher commission, I could open one up for you and not tell anyone and you could take it. But before that, actually, before I said that, I said, so cool. She said, you love comics. What are your favorite comics? You know, just full on like engaging with him. Right. And uh, I said, "Um," so then he wrote back. He's like, oh, I love this. I love the Max, which I talked about in my in my video. And uh, he says, I like the darker superheroes, like that Spawn. And yeah, I would like a, a you know higher level commission. I'm like, I love Spawn. I'm rereading them now. Like talk, talk, talk. And then like, yeah, okay, cool. I'll do it for you now. I did it. He 
backed it and he even did higher than, than what it was. And he was really upset that he couldn't be in the comic. And now that I've engaged with him, he's commenting on my updates of like Mandy nine, like here she is and he's posting stuff and, and we're talking and he asked me about like comics and I'm writing him back and, and now I've made a friend, you know, but like, this is so amazing that like that person, you know, it's a friend of a friend. So there's like, you can call it like a warm lead. I don't know. But now he's a super supporter of my work. I just met him and it was just from reaching out and contacting him and, and having that one-on-one actually just writing him saying thank you and, and offering him the opportunity to have that higher tier if you wanted it. So I don't know. I just thought that was a cool story with everything. I think that's an incredible story. And there's two parts there. You're exactly right. Number one is the one-to-one communication. Like you've gone one-on-one with a customer and with a friend, with a customer, with a friend of a friend, and it has generated new business and you've created a fan. Number two, he's then excited for the next time it comes round. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest thing here that I got when you said in two hours, all three of the highest comic levels were funded, like that is a clue for your future work. People are like, wow, I can be in the comic book. That's an incredible thing. And it's like, this is fantastic. So the next time we do it, we need to go through and work out what the opportunities are, how it works, where people might be in it. And you might have three people in the background and a few people here. And then one person dies. And then one person, like, you're the gritty detective that tries and solves the murder and will base that character on you. And I think you could have fun with it. And there is a huge clue that the money and the opportunity is in the higher levels. And yes, we still need to sell the low levels because we want your comic book to get out to everyone. But the higher level is going to be the super fans who help you share it even further, Mm -hmm. which is going to be so useful for you. Oh my God. Can I just say something for next time? Because we're definitely not on time this time, but I would like to talk about audience and niching your audience. And And the audience that I thought I had is not the audience I'm attracting. And I'm, wondering, okay, do I just accept that and focus on the audience that I seem to be attracting? Or do I shift my work to find the audience that I want to attract? So let's, but that's like, honestly, I feel like that's like a huge thing and I don't want to get into it today. Well, I'm going to ask you one question on it, seeing as we're there anyway. And the question is, would you like to fight the universe? Oh no. Or would you like to accept what the universe is sending you? Yeah, I'm done with the fighting. Yeah. (laughs) a lot of that good like people are coming so let's ride the wave like people are buying let's go find more of the people that have bought why do we want to go and fight for people than like struggle to get them when there's a whole bunch of people are turning up and let's go get more of them the reason is that i thought my audience was me like spooky girls who are like feminist but also like very empathetic and and uh and it's, I'm, it's mostly men. <laughs> my, my backers are mostly men. And like, there's nothing wrong with that. I just, I'm so confused. And then I'm like, I guess I like, because in my Instagram profile, I'm like, you know, dark fairy tales for spooky girls. And now I'm just going to change it to spooky people. Because I'm like, maybe I don't give a fuck if it's mm-hmm. a Like maybe this, maybe, you know, here I am so like progressive and, you know, gender neutral, like it's totally cool with me. So why am I even using spooky girls? Like, yes, I definitely... Spooky humans. Yeah, spooky humans. It's super funny. I love it. Like, I am definitely, like, I am, you know, assigned female at birth. And, you know, that's how I identify. So, for me, I don't mind using she, her. But I'm, like, in general, like, yeah, I understand that, like, as a progressive person, why am I even, like, using the gender terms? Maybe I should just embrace that and be fine with it. So, yeah, here we go. Going to just be for spooky humans. Yes. Let's go with the flow accept what's coming our way and go out harder to get more of the same. And you can like spend 10 to 15% of your time or 20% of your time going after spooky women. But if it's generally spooky men, then like throw your energy into that and you will go further going with the wave than you will fighting the wave. Yeah. And hey, if there are people who are attracted to my art because it's pretty girl drawing pretty girls, who am I to like detour them? Like if you want to throw money at me, I guess I will accept it. <laughs> so, Jamie, this episode has gone so quickly. We have not covered everything we wanted to, but I feel like we've covered some very important points. So the question I'm going to ask you now is from this, what are you going to do over the coming week? What are you going to commit to? How are you going to stay focused? How are you going to continue to grow, especially given the last audience revelation? 
over the next week, what are the three things you're going to do? Oh my God, we didn't even talk about stretch goals. And I hope you'll, like, we can talk about it maybe on the WhatsApp or something. I have certain stretch goal ideas. I had to create them because I didn't even think I'd get there where I would need them. So I want to push those. I want to slowly reveal them. And I want to try and get my current backers to tell their friends about the Kickstarter and, like, teach them how to go to one friend and say, you should check this out instead of just posting it on social media so that they don't have to spend any more money. All they have to do is get their friends on board and they could get these cool rewards. So that's my main focus is continuing to engage them, doing games where I'm showing them new Mandy's. I would love to show all the Mandy's by the end of the month. I don't know if that'll happen. I want to show that I'm working on the comic and post updates. Just take it easy on all the Mandy's. Like you don't have to do everything all at once. Save some for the future because you will have plenty of material. Maybe if you just do Mandy 1, Mandy 5, and Mandy 9 for now, you've got plenty of time to do the others as you go. Mm. Like, hold your horses, let's focus on sales. Yes, right, right. So, yeah, and then I will continue to definitely 100% writing all my Instagram and all my Twitter with our new, hey, this is exciting, get on board, oh my God, you guys, and pushing like what the new stretch goals will be, which I hope you can give me your opinion on before next week because we got to do this shit cool so a couple of things for you to do number one is i want to know by next time we speak what percentage of the way you are through your instagram and twitter followers and update i've written 100 percent of instagram and 12 percent of twitter or whatever it is that would be really helpful uh, and then we can see what you're making progress and i think that day to day okay i've done 30 today and now I'm at 50% and I've done 30 tomorrow when I'm at this percent, you'll slowly see that work. And if we focus on the day-to-day sales, the day-to-day sales will continue to happen. And I think that's going to help as you go. And it's that is definitely focusing on what you can control. And number two is, I think, just focusing on what are the positives each day. Like pick one thing to feel good about from your campaign and celebrate it with... I don't know, whoever's hanging out with you, whoever's around you, message a friend and say, look, I just want to celebrate. I need someone to celebrate. I'm ringing you. Get on a FaceTime call and tell them I need to celebrate. This is so exciting. Like I've had 723 people visit the page. I've had 83 backers of my first ever comic book. This is unbelievable. 60% of them I've never known before. I don't even know who these people are and they've spent money with me. This is phenomenal because you can do it either way. You can go, well, 40% were people I knew, therefore I'm a failure. Or you can go 60% people were people I didn't know, therefore I'm a huge success. And actually, it's really interesting. You can use the same stat to mean different things depending on your spin. So if we can just like once a day find something to celebrate, whether it's with me, whether it's with your followers... Maybe one day do it with me, one day do it with your friends, one day do it with your followers online. Like celebrate something every day because, yeah, people love good news stories at this time. Like we have enough of bad news stories in the media. Let's celebrate. It's a deal. It's a deal. Excellent. Right. Jamie, let's make this happen. Let's keep growing. We've got 24 days to take advantage of this incredible opportunity. Let's do it. This is going to be fun. And My closing message for you and for all the people listening is this. We can get so caught up in the media, in the outrage, in the things that are going wrong, in the government's way of handling things, in the change of power in this and that. We can get so caught up in that and so outraged that we forget to focus on what we can control and we forget to spend our energy on what's important, which is helping our friends, growing our business, working on our different bits. We forget to focus on that. And in psychology, they call it your locus of control. And nearly everyone I meet spends most of their time thinking about what's outside their control. They don't think about, I can individually message my customers. They don't think about, I can individually email people They spend their time complaining about the Facebook algorithm and being covered. You can't control that. I can't control Facebook. I doubt Mark Zuckerberg can control Facebook. It just happens. You've got to live with it. You've just got to focus on what you can control and what you can do. So to everyone listening to this today, over your next week, please 
pay attention to what percentage of your time you spend focused on what you can control versus what you can't control and try and shift the needle so that you spend more of your hours a day working on things that are inside of your control. Because I promise you, if you do that, you will start to make phenomenal progress. Thank you for listening. Go out there, work on what you can control and have fun. You can have any life you want to. Choose to build something cool. Choose to take action. Choose to work to make your dreams become reality. Stand out. Be different. Be yourself. Be a rebel entrepreneur.